This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to bat, Brett Boone. Recently, I had uh, Johnny Smoltz on, yep. on, on the podcast, and he was a guy that obviously had a decade of being a dominant number one type starter. Uh, I, pl- I played with him in 99, and he was going through arm problems. Yeah. And it had to push him into the bullpen. Now, it's it's a different w- – when you're John Smoltz after winning Cy Young's, and they, <laughs> I think at the time when he had to go to the bullpen, he probably had won 10 division titles. So it's a little different for a guy like that having to go to the bullpen. He ended up returning to, to be a starter. But I talked to, to him about that, and he said – you know, pretty much for him, it's what he had to do at the time. I remember he he was a straight over the top guy, yeah. fastball slider, and then he had to go to three quarters to take that pressure, and, off, just, and, and he went with the split. Right? Yeah. Actually, you know what's weird about it? I hated facing Smoltz my whole career. Yeah. He went to the bullpen. I could pick up his pitches from the three quarter angle that he came at. So it was he was still nasty, but it, but it was easier for me. I could actually see him. I told him that. But I want to talk about that coming up. You're a heralded st- young starting pitcher, stud. All of a sudden, you have these injuries. You have this adversity early on in your career. And by 99, you're getting traded to the A's, and you're becoming a closer. Back then, as you mentioned, in the in the minor leagues, you were expected to go nine innings. And, and yeah. back then, the best pitchers were starters. And the guys in the bullpen were guys in the bullpen. They couldn't cut it as a starter. All of a yeah. sudden, 
different these days. You know, they groom the, the, the bullpens these days. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of money put into the bullpens back in our day at the beginning. Uh, no, that's where the guy, that's where the guys in the pen that, that weren't good enough. All yeah. of a sudden you're going to the pen ended up being a, uh, a great closer for a lot of years, but how is that on a young mind? When you're thinking, no, I'm a star, I'm a New York Met. I'm going to be a number one starter in New York Met. I'm Tom Seaver, and now all of a sudden, you're getting traded to the Oakland, and you're going to the bullpen. I, I know the bullpen started a little bit before <laughs> you went to Oakland, but in a young mind, what's going through your mind? Yeah, I remember. Uh, I, I can't remember what city we were in, but when I got traded, I got traded uh, myself and Greg McMichael for Billy Taylor. From New York to Oakland. And uh, I remember Steve Phillips saying, hey, are you going to go out there? And I got on the phone with Billy Bean. He said, I want you to come out here and be a closer for me. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that, but I will do, you know. And I got out there and Doug Jones was in the bullpen. Remember Mr. Change Up, Doug Jones. I, mean, I remember him well. Peace, Mr. Jones. I mean, he, yeah. we lost him a few years back. But, yeah, I sat down next to him and became a sponge. And he taught me all the nuances of pitching late in the game. You know, never get beat to the short part of the ballpark late in the game. Make sure they beat you down and away. It's the same things that I work with all of our pitchers now. It's just, you know, you pay it forward from what an old veteran gave you back in the day. And uh, uh, But I loved it because I could play every day. I had troubles um, having something to do for four days in between starts. Uh, 22 in New York City, you find a lot of things to do in between your starts in New York. And, uh, you know, I got to Oakland and, uh, it was fun because I got to maybe be in the game every single day. It kept me locked in. Um, those first couple innings, you know, you kind of hang out in the dugout, you go in and get ready, you get out to the bullpen about the fourth or fifth inning and you really start paying attention and you learn a lot of things and you watch hitters like yourself. You try to find out what their tendencies are and how they're being pitched that day and things like that. And like, I never did that as a starter. You know, I, you know, I'm sitting in the dugout doing charts, just writing down numbers and things like that. That It's not the same as being able to watch a guy take at bats or watching his warm-up swings on deck. That's usually his, his power swing is when he's warming up on deck is what I try to show kids. Uh, this is the kid, this is the guy's strength. And it's just, I started learning that from some of the older guys that were in the bullpen, just watching the game and learning from it. And, uh, you know, it served me well learning from those guys. Isn't it amazing? Uh you're talking to me about studying, you know, what are my tendencies? What have I done? That that's all I did as a hitter is I'd sit there and I'd go, okay, uh, what have I done this series? I know those guys in the bullpen are watching me right now. Am I hot? Am I not? Who's hitting behind me? You know, is Edgar Martinez hitting behind me? What's he done? (laughs) And I'll go, I'll go to Edgar. Seriously. If I got Izzy coming into the game, I'm going to look, all right, what's my recent history with you. And I'm going to go to Edgar. I'm saying, what do you do off Isringhausen? He's either going to say, Hey, I like hitting off. I've done well, or, you know, he's giving me some, some problems. I come up in a big situation with a base open. Uh, and I kind of have an idea whether you're going to come right at me or you're going to be, a, and that you're just, I'm just using you as a scenario, but whatever pitchers on the mound, uh, sometimes it's going to be like, wow, this guy's got my number. Edgar wears him out. This guy's coming right after me. Yeah. I'm going to know that I'm going to be ready. That's how I'm going to prepare for my bat. But I'd love to hear that from the pitching side. I don't hear it enough in the game. You know, I, I tell young players, I, I remember when I worked for the A's, I, I, I did, uh, I was, a uh, you know, the assistant, special assistant yeah. for a couple of years. And, and, and I went to instructional ball 
And I, you know, I, at this point in my life, you know, I've been through everything and, you know, I've been a young player and not paid attention. I've been an elder player who studied the game almost to a fault. And I would watch these young players throughout an instructional ball game. And there's certain sequences you get in, as you know, an instructional ball that a pitcher will throw. It's like uh, after a certain thing, we're going to throw a change up <laughs> in this particular situation. And I'm watching all these young players in instructional ball. And I said, uh, I called them up and I said, did you see what just happened there? And I, and I grabbed my catcher in particularly. I said, do they have a sequence on their side? They said, well, I don't know. I said, do we have a sequence that we use? He goes, yeah, absolutely. Change up after this, whatever, whatever that sequence was. I said, if we have one, don't you think they have one? And if they have one, instead of dicking around for three innings, wouldn't you think it would serve you well to find out what that sequence is? And if you know a change up coming, sit on it and hit one off that light tower. And, and they kind of all went, oh, yeah, maybe we should watch. It's funny because when we're young, we don't think like that. We're just right. hair on fire and we want to do well and prove that we belong here. But as you get older, those those little cat and mouse games, I, you know, you talking about being in the bullpen and really paying attention, you know, I, playing out. So I'm sure you played scenarios. You're right. OK, if I come in this situation, I'm facing yeah. these guys. How am I going to approach them? How have they done this series? How have they done that game? That to me is the real cool part of the game. Well, it was like, you know, facing when it, when we had to go into Seattle and you're facing Boone, Griffey, Buhner, Martinez, Cameron. I mean, you never had a – you couldn't let your foot off the pedal as a pitcher. Um, it was – when you guys won those 116 games that year, I mean, it was amazing to watch. Um, you know, you had uh, Suzuki in the bullpen. You know, that was who I was battling like for, uh, you know, who could who had the most saves and stuff. And I'm like, Jesus, he's in there every single day. I went in 116 games. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, amazing to watch you guys, but yeah, you have to sit there and you have to watch. It's like, only thing I wanted to know is who was hot and who swung the first pitch. That's really all I wanted to know, because I wanted to know if I could throw a fastball down the way and you, if you're going to take it, or if you're going to hack it, and if you're going to bat flip me out there to the right center, which you like to do back in those days. So it's, uh, <laughs> I remember, don't worry. I gave up Buhner's 200th home run. I remember that. I remember all kinds of stuff back in the day. Uh, or it might have been his 300th. I can't remember what it was, but it was it was a milestone for him. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, it's it's like trying to teach these young kids how to watch the game. They're so into uh, the analytics today. They think they can get all the answers off the iPads and the computers. And, um, you know, we had to learn all this stuff out on our own back in the day, you know, just by watching. Like, now we can see what the guy's tendency, like all of our hitters can look at a, a guy's pitching performance and, they find out his tendencies in five seconds by just typing in a count, and they're going to find out what he pitched, he throws 70% of the time in this certain count. Uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we had to learn our own and keep a journal and write everything down. We didn't have it at our fingertips like they do today. Um, analytics is great in that sense. You know, there's a, a few things that I don't like about it, but we find out what a kid does really quick, what he does well a lot quicker now than the old eyeball test. But, uh, yeah, the nuances of the game, the, those things will never change. Like you're saying, finding the patterns of an organization throughout them because they all have them. You know, if there's an 0-2 strike, you know, if they get the 0-2, they're going to throw a fastball in. Or, they're, you, know, one, you know, one ball, they're going to throw a changeup. Or if they get ahead of one, a slider's coming. I mean, if you watch the game long enough, you will find those tendencies of a organization or perhaps a pitcher, something that he's working on in the lower levels. 
and trying to teach these kids that there's more to life than spinning around looking what's over the dugout rather than paying attention to what's going on during the game. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Talk about your Oakland years a little bit. In 2000, you're an all-star for the first time, uh, 33 saves. 2001, you had 34 saves. On that, by the way, great Oakland team. Uh, we talked about that 01 Mariner team, and, you know, we we were just – it was one of those – Izzy, we were a great team, uh, but we had something – something was in the water in Seattle that year. I, we didn't want to parse it. We didn't want to mess with it. Uh, it was just a – you know, I call it a magic carpet ride. It was unbelievable. It's nothing we took for granted. We just accepted it and thought we're probably never going to see anything like this again. Just enjoy the ride. Right. And, and and we did. And people forget Oakland that year, you guys won like 104 games <laughs> I know. and you finished 12 games out. <laughs> you know, that's how amazing. And it, and it wasn't just uh, us in Oakland. It, it was an amazing division at that time in baseball in the early 2000s. You had the Angels who won the World Series in 2002. So yeah. uh, it wasn't just us. Um, great team you had in 2001. Uh, Giambi and Tejada and Chavez were young players. Yeah. Huddy, Mulder, and Zito, who were the big three for years in Oakland. Um, you've probably been asked this a lot. I just want to know, Moneyball, I love the movie. I loved it. Yeah. I've had Chavi on the show. I've had Jason on the show. I've asked him. I've asked them all. Uh, how accurate was it? I'm going to ask. You weren't. <laughs> 2002 was the actual where Moneyball was staged, but you were in the precursor to it. How accurate do you think that was? You were the, you were just there a year off. In 02, you end up you end up starting your tenure in in uh, St. Louis. But how close was that Moneyball movie to how it really was in Oakland at that time in baseball history? Well, I think um, I think the concept of the movie was great when they started talking about the analytical department and trying to uh, find the three guys that could you know, duplicate what Jason did. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, not once in that movie did they talk about during the win streak, did they talk about their starting pitching? <laughs> I mean, right. you're not those games without the muds, without the hoodies and the molders and the zetos and the, I don't know, Corey Lytle, so to speak, Gil Haradia guys that were really good starting pitching. Uh, the pitching went out the door in the movie. I mean, they made it for great TV. Um, some of the things I think that, that some of the guys they portrayed, I don't think maybe things happen that way. Um, I've been around Billy enough to know. Uh, I don't think Billy walked around chewing seeds and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, it's uh, it was great for TV. I think they got the concept uh, to out to the normal people about how uh, how the analyticals were going to start taking over the, the game. And uh, on-base percentage were, was better than average and things like that. It's, uh, you know for them to win 20 in a row is pretty darn special. I mean, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot more, a lot more that went into it than just what they showed on the movie. Billy liked it though. Cause he was getting portrayed by Pitt. Well, Brad Pitt said my name. So it made me look good in front of my wife and my wife too. So that was great. <laughs> 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 